Hi, and welcome to the Digital Health Roundtable. I'm your host, Matt Sabolsky. This is a regular panel discussion held with the brightest minds in healthcare. We hold collaborative conversations devoted to those making care as accessible and as innovative as possible. Stay tuned for a special episode of the Digital Health Roundtable. Hi, and welcome to the Digital Health Roundtable. I am really pleased to have a very special guest from my friends from Siemens Health and Air's Peter Shen. Peter, uh, welcome to the show, and tell us what you do with Siemens, and um, we're, we're happy to have you. Yeah, thanks so much, Matt. Really excited to be here. So I'm Peter Shen. I'm the uh, head of our digital and automation organization uh, for North America here uh, at Siemens Health and Years. And uh, basically what my team and I do is we focus on all things digital as it relates to healthcare, and in particular, uh, new and emerging technologies and platforms that are happening in the healthcare space. So topics like artificial intelligence uh, are really interesting to myself and the team here. So, and for for those of your your listeners, Matt, who aren't familiar with Siemens Health and Years, we're we're a leading medical technology company with over 170 years of experience and um, have more than 65,000 dedicated colleagues in over 70 countries. So we're a pretty large global organization that's really focused on innovation and shaping the future of healthcare. And an interesting fact is we've got over 5 million different patients globally every day benefit from the different innovative technologies and services that we have, both in the diagnostic and therapeutic imaging, laboratory diagnostics, molecular medicine, as well as uh, digital health and enterprise services. What an influence an organization of that size with such a high brand calling can make, Peter. That's fantastic. Yep, absolutely. Absolutely. And that's why we're excited to be one of the big leaders here in a topic like artificial intelligence. Yeah, and you are. And that's why we're here talking today, because I, you know, we reached out to each other. Um, I always do a pre-call with experts and leaders and patients and whoever's on this call. And one of the things we started talking about was um, how Siemens wants to sort of add laboratories and sort of new data to your models um, beyond imaging. So how are you doing this and why? Yeah, no, it's a great, great question, Matt, and a, a good lead in as well. So certainly as being a, a leader in the imaging space, we see a lot of applications of artificial intelligence available today. So the ability to have AI uh automatically recognize certain anatomical structures so that when you go in and get that uh, MRI of, uh, of your knee, the, the MRI machine's automatically positioning your knee to get the best uh, image of that uh, MRI image of that, uh, of that knee. We've built in those AI technologies into a lot of our imaging solutions. And then certainly there's been a lot of buzz as you're well aware of around having kind of more dedicated AI applications to do pattern recognition. So being able to look at, like say an X-ray or a CT or MRI image and say, oh, that's a, that's a nodule and a uh, radiologist, you should take a look at that, um, uh, that nodule. So we also have other solutions uh, that, that focus on that, help with that pattern recognition, help the radiologists identify uh, certain uh, uh, clinical abnormalities and then uh, assist them to try to figure out what to do with that. But as you alluded to, what where we see the biggest potential for AI going forward 
is actually not just focusing in one specific discipline like imaging, but actually utilizing artificial intelligence across multiple clinical disciplines. And the reason for this is because as you as you're keenly well aware of, there's a lot of clinical data about the patient that lives throughout uh, throughout the healthcare system. So there's imaging data for all those x-rays and MRIs and CTs that you might have. There's laboratory data from all the different blood draws that you've had. There might be pathology data from, from uh, any sort of biopsy that the patient might have had. And there's potentially genomic data as well uh, on that particular patient. We actually see a great opportunity for technologies like artificial intelligence to be able to bring in all these different disparate pieces of data and then run, if you will, AI on top of all that data to look for correlations within all those pieces of clinical data. And by being able to find those uh, specific correlations, we're then able to maybe make a more informed diagnostic decision or maybe more personalized treatment decision for the patient. How do you train these things to do this? How do you train these algorithms? Um, as you're developing these ideas and expanding your model um, for all the disparate data that's available per patient, which, you know, healthcare doesn't do well, Peter, right? Yeah. Um, banking uh, has, our, has our goose cooked, right? They've got a database worldwide of all liabilities for any organization or person that exists. And healthcare, we're way behind that. Most of that's protection, right, and fairness to the patient. But uh, how do you add your model and train it to do these things you're saying you're doing? Yep, yep. I think first, the first, the first thing you want to do is you actually want to have a platform that brings together all these different disparate pieces of data. So to your point, Matt, right, right now one of the one of the big challenges within healthcare is that we have all this clinical information that's out there, but it's very fragmented. So one of the goals that we have within Siemens Health Engineers is to actually create a, if you will, a integrated data management layer that brings together all these different disparate pieces of relevant clinical data into one kind of platform or one layer where then I can apply technologies like artificial intelligence on that layer. So if I have this kind of integrated data management layer together, brings together all those disparate pieces of imaging, laboratory, pathology, genomic data, into one space, then I can apply then AI algorithms or start to develop AI algorithms uh, based on all those different pieces of data. So then now it becomes what, when I, when I bring all the data together, how do I ensure that I have good quality data to, to make uh, accurate AI algorithms from? And this is where we, we pride ourselves here at Siemens Health and Ears in terms of having a robust uh, database of clinical data to be able to develop and train our AI algorithms. We carry nearly four, four uh, billion pieces of, of imaging data associated that we utilize to, to uh, train our AI algorithms. But it's not just the sheer number that's of, of interest here. Not only do we have the imaging data associated with all these exams, but we actually also have the We've also curated all the reports and results associated with those uh, imaging exams. And why that's important is that as we train these AI algorithms, we, we don't want to just train it to be able to recognize something from these from these exams, but we actually want to know whether whether that that tumor that we've identified is actually benign or malignant. And 
and whether that's good or bad. And we actually have the results, the clinical results associated with these studies to be able to better train the algorithm to know what to do once it actually detects something abnormal within that within that exam. And that's an, that's an important piece here as we develop these AI algorithms going forward is the ability not just to just to identify a, a, an abnormality, but actually to provide guidance to the clinician as to what to do with that abnormality that it's, it's found. You're integrating this into workflows for the clinicians. Tell us about that. Yeah. So, so this goes to the, the, the question about integration really goes to the adoption of artificial intelligence. So one of the big challenges I think within healthcare and the introduction of AI is, is how do we use artificial intelligence practically within our clinical workflow? I think initially, several years ago, when when the topic of AI was really broached within healthcare, there was a lot of concern that AI was actually going to replace a lot of the clinical decision making that um, that the physician uh, or or any sort of clinical individual in healthcare would have to be make. So, uh, fears of doctors being replaced by computers and whatnot because they had this uh, artificial intelligence or machine learning capability. I think a lot of that fear has subsided now, but now the real test of test of AI is, is, is approaching here. And, and, and that's how, how do you adopt these types of solutions into the routine clinical workflow? So it's great that you might have an AI algorithm that can identify a lung nodule and it can identify it with, with, a, with a high rate of accuracy almost every single time. But the question becomes, how can I take that information and integrate it for the clinician so that that information becomes something that the clinician can utilize to make his or her diagnostic decision. So it's really not a, a question of replacing uh, individuals in terms of the decision making, but actually can AI become a companion to the clinician so that he or she can use the additional information generated from AI to help make that more informed diagnostic decision or that more personalized therapeutic decision. So a key component for us is really looking at how do we integrate these types of solutions into that routine clinical workflow uh, so that helps that clinician make that decision. Let's rotate our perspective here for a minute and talk about something else. Siemens is a global organization, right, Peter? Yeah, absolutely. Like, like yeah. I mentioned, yeah. 70 right. different countries, tons of folks that are all involved in healthcare, yeah. Yeah, and what comes with that is not relativism, but different styles and geographic changes in patient populations. So when you look at something like AI and machine learning and what you're trying to do, one of the things that comes to mind is there's different people all over the world in 70 countries. They have different needs. They have different ways of life. How does using AI and machine learning change to serve the people of different regions and geographical differences around the world. Yeah, this is a this is such a critical point, Matt, and I think maybe one of the challenges that AI currently has. So so today, you know, many folks including Siemens Health Engineers, we've created these wonderful AI algorithms that, you know, can find that nodule that we talked about before, find that malignant tumor that we that that we were talking about here and we've trained those AI algorithms based on millions of data sets. Now, the issue becomes is 
the, and we talked about it earlier, is the quality of those data sets and, and the makeup, uh, the population makeup that makes up those data sets that we use to train these algorithms. So certainly if you train an algorithm to find those lung nodules and you train it with a patient population that is Western European or North American or whatnot, it's going to do very well, you know, if we if we if we actually try to run that algorithm on a patient, let's say that lives in Tennessee. But if we take that same algorithm and we try to run that algorithm in a patient who's from China, let's say, it actually fails miserably. And we we experienced that firsthand at, at Siemens Health and Ears, where we where we took some of our early algorithms and tried to apply them to other parts of the globe. And actually the accuracy and and capabilities were actually quite poor. And that helped us realize that we actually need to train and develop our AI algorithms to reflect the patient population that the, the algorithm is going to be applied towards. So in our case, being that large global organization that we, that we are, we actually have AI think tanks and factories throughout the globe who are re, retraining our algorithms to focus specifically on the patient populations that they're going to be used at. So we have the, that same... Uh, lung nodule algorithm that I talked about earlier that was made in, in Western Europe, we take that same algorithm and retrain it now with, with uh, a cohort of patients that are from, from Asia, and then we're able to utilize that same algorithm in now Asian populations. So it's very critical that, that to, to be able to recognize this implicit bias that, that develops in the way that you develop these uh, AI algorithms and make sure that you account for that uh, by by training the algorithm to reflect the the patient population that you're dealing with. I do want to also mention I think it's beyond training the AI algorithm with the with the respective patient population that you're going to deal with. One of the other one of the other keys to AI algorithm development is is a matter of continuous learning. So yes. so aside from just training it one time with a, a set of data, those those million studies or whatever the case may be, what Siemens Health and Ears is working on and really focused on right now is how can we actually create a continuous learning AI algorithm, a, a platform that allows the algorithm to continually ingest the data and continually to improve based on that data that's ingesting. And that's and that's very critical from a practical use standpoint so that we're able to then deploy these algorithms in different parts of the world or in different clinical environments here. And it can adapt and learn continuously based on the data that it's consuming. Peter, excellent points all around. Really glad you've been on the show. Let's pivot towards a place where you sort of like slam dunk your message here, which is something you said to me in our pre-call, which was population needs are real. They're unique. And to continue growing in the early stages of artificial intelligence takes a special lens. And Siemens Health and Ears has that lens. Um, you've talked about a few things afterwards. Share with the audience what you mean by that and where you're headed. Yeah, I, I think certainly in an area like artificial intelligence, where, where it's continuing to develop and there's new innovations uh, that are happening daily in this in this particular space, from from a from a Siemens Health and Ears perspective, it's important for us to look at the the bigger picture of things and make sure that we can leverage technologies like artificial intelligence to, to better serve the patient. And what I mean by that is when we when we look at a technology like AI, what we're trying to do is leverage that 
that technology to make that more informed diagnosis on that patient. And then more importantly, make that personalized treatment for that particular patient. So concepts like we talked about earlier, where we're taking and, and looking at more than just imaging data, but also looking at lab data, pathology data, genomic data, bring those all together, let, uh, run AI on top of all that data to find those correlations there. That's going to help us then make not only that informed diagnostic decision, but again, that more personalized treatment decision for the patient. So a great example would be, uh, let's say you have a male who has, who has uh, unfortunately has prostate cancer. Now the urologist might say, hey, I've seen prostate cancer my, my entire life here. I've, I've treated prostate cancer patients. And the typical way that we treat those patients is to give them three bouts of radiation therapy uh, each week for the next 10 weeks. And we'll take we'll take my current patient here and we'll give them that same treatment. What we're saying on, uh, from Siemens Health and Ears is saying, well, wait a second, what if we actually looked at that individual patient's imaging data and their laboratory data, and maybe even their pathology data and, and, and their genomic data, and leverage AI to find correlations within all that data that actually might tell us for that particular patient, we he doesn't need three bouts of radiation therapy each week. He actually only needs two bouts of radiation therapy. And oh, by the way, he doesn't need it for the next 10 weeks. We could actually get him into a better, in, into a better state after five weeks instead. So now we're actually personalizing the treatment for that individual patient. And that's where we see the potential value of a technology like artificial intelligence. And then I would take it a step further than Matt. So if, if we know if we can successfully treat that one individual patient um, because we've analyzed and leveraged AI on all the that clinical data, can I now then, as a clinician, go back to my broader population that I'm taking care of and look for patients who might also have the same type of imaging makeup as that individual patient or the same type of um, laboratory results as that individual patient that I've successfully treated, or let's say genomic, re uh, uh, genetic results as my, as my individual patient. And can I take that cohort of other patients that are very si similar to my, my current patient and maybe apply that same treatment plan that was so successful for that one patient to that cohort of patients and maybe actually get a higher level of positive outcomes by doing that. That that is where we see a lot of great potential for artificial intelligence. That's where we actually see true population health management going forward is actually being able to apply the lessons that we learn from, uh, from technologies like artificial intelligence to take care of then a subset of the patient population, a cohort of patients there going forward. And then as you can imagine, Matt, if we're able to do that, that then gives us the ability to do things like create maybe uh, digital models of a, of, of a patient population. So here I could actually do concept, explore concepts like digital twinning and be able to take the data that I've gleaned from, from all these different disparate clinical areas and create maybe a, a digital twin of, a, of, of an anatomical structure within a patient or maybe a digital twin of the patient themselves. And then once I have that kind of digital twin model, I could actually now start to test therapies or treatments that to determine how successful those treatments might be on that patient without actually having to invasively do that treatment on the patient themselves. So here now I can optimally figure out what's the best treatment for my patient 
because I've created this digital twin or model of the patient leveraging all the, all these different data sources uh, put together by artificial intelligence. Peter, uh, it's always a pleasure to speak with you. Um, you're incredibly well-spoken and synthesize a lot of, you know, ideas from Siemens Healthineers and how it applies to patient populations. And let me ask you sort of a final question here as we close. For 2023, what's your North Star with Siemens Healthineers and what you're trying to accomplish for the populations you serve? Yeah, for, for 2023, I think for us here at Siemens Healthineers, we're really trying to focus on the 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 practical adoption of artificial intelligence within the routine clinical workflow. So what does that mean? Can we, can we have all these wonderful AI algorithms that, that we've created here. Now, how do we practically get it into that routine clinical workflow for the clinician? So they actually see value of using artificial intelligence. So determine what is that value, whether it's, and it's more than just saying, Matt, that, oh, with AI, I can be faster or, or this or that. It really is trying to determine, is AI providing in additional information that helps that clinician make that more informed diagnostic decision? So if we can incorporate, a, incorporate AI into that routine clinical workflow where the, where the output of AI is helpful to the clinician in terms of making that diagnostic decision, making that treatment decision for the patient, that's the goal that we're looking for. Uh, when we put together our AI strategy for 2023. Peter, this has been revealing and insightful as always. It's been an absolute pleasure to be in conversation with you, and I really want to have you on the show again. I hope we can soon. Peter Shen, Siemens Health and Ears, thanks for joining me. Yeah, I appreciate it, Matt. Thanks so much. This has been the Digital Health Roundtable. I'm Matt Sabolsky. Join us next time for another episode. Follow us on Substack and subscribe. We'll see you soon.